Hi, What The Health Tech listeners. I'm your host this week, Justine Abson. This is the podcast where we tackle some of the trending topics, ideas, and best practice across health and social care. This week, I'm speaking to Hannah Jones. Hannah is Head of People and Culture at Radar Healthcare, and this week, we've got something a little bit special to talk about. Hannah, welcome to the podcast. Thank you. Thanks for having me. It's good to be back. We were just talking about, weren't we, that I have done one before, but it was on the very first day of filming, so... Yeah, it's nice to be back and it's a little less nerve-wracking the second time, I hope. <laughs> you were one of our very first yeah. guests, so it is brilliant to have you back. Um, so you're responsible for people and culture at Radar Healthcare. Um, can you tell us a little bit more about this role and some of the key things that you and your team get involved with? Yeah, absolutely. So, um, yeah, Head of People and Culture is a newly created role when I joined um, 18 months ago now, I can't believe it's been 18 months. Um, but yeah, we, we get involved in essentially anything that touches people and culture. So right through from recruitment, our employer brand, through to onboarding, the employee, the full employee lifecycle, any kind of touch point that employees have with the business, which is all day, every day, employee experience is so important. Um, it's kind of within my remit and my team's remit to um, to look after, to develop, to um, yeah, continually improve. So yeah, been in place for 18 months. There was no HR people department before um, I joined, but since we have doubled in size. <laughs> so we've now also got Caitlin in my team who joined almost a year ago as well. That's crazy. Um, and she um, is now doing an apprenticeship as well. So she's learning everything HR from the ground up. Um, and yeah, we, yeah, we've got, we've done lots, we've got lots to do, but it's, yeah, it's a, it's an exciting role, exciting department to be part of. I think it's really nice as well that we call it people and culture yeah. because, you know, historically it's always been HR, but yeah. you sort of think as HR as the, you know, sort of the, the serious bit and things like that. Whereas actu- actually people and culture incorporates HR, but yeah. there's so much more to it as well. Yeah, exactly. There's definitely been a move away from that, like across all businesses, I think. And I think, yeah, traditionally HR was very transactional and, you know, I mean, before it was HR, it was personnel. <laughs> it was very much admin heavy and just, yeah, I guess it, it it can be associated with the negative parts of the employment um, relationship. But that was something that, I mean, I think it was in week one that, you know, Paul just, Paul, the CEO, gave me complete autonomy and just said, what do you want to call the department? And himself and Lee, even through the recruitment process and my onboarding, they were so, culture's so important to them um, that, yeah, it just fit, it made, made sense and it just felt a lot more, I felt the department felt a lot more at home as soon as we were called that so yeah and we, we've just literally touched on culture a tiny bit there um and obviously something a bit special has happened at radar healthcare recently yeah. so we've been um great place to work certified and not only that we've also been great place to work to certified especially for tech yeah. um which is an absolutely fantastic achievement for for everyone in the business so what was involved in this process and and how did it come about so yeah, um, really, really pleased and something there yeah, we want to shout from the rooftops. Um, so yeah, so we um, are certified as a great place to work, but yeah, we've placed essentially out all the other businesses that are also certified, we've placed in the top 100 workplaces in tech in the UK, which is just an amazing, amazing thing to be able to share and to to celebrate um, internally and externally. Um, but it was very much... Um, the so in order to be certified so it's basically the way that it's the way that it works is it's done via a survey so it's not an award entry from us as the company it's nothing kind of from senior management that kind of thing although they were also also included 
Um, our accreditation is based on feedback from our teams. So it's completely anonymous survey. It's a trust index survey. So it's a really kind of clever algorithm they use to, to pick out all the key themes. Um, and yeah, it's completely based on feedback from our people, which makes it even more special because it's not kind of us playing lip service. You know, any company can say we're a great place to work, but to hear that from our people is amazing. And then, yeah, for it to, um, for us to then, because not everybody that does the survey gets certified. You've got to reach a certain level of participation, a certain level of um, like a, a score result, of course. Um, but then to go on further than that and to benchmark in those top 100 companies from the small and the medium categories is just, yeah, I'm just really pleased. And it's, um, like I say, we, we knew it internally <laughs> in terms of we're all really proud and we really celebrate our culture. But to have that feedback and to have the, you know, the means to be able to talk about it externally is brilliant. I think it's really nice as well, because obviously, like you just said, it's down to actually everybody across the business yeah. that took part in in the survey. Mm-hmm. Um, so actually, it's their input that has actually achieved this. Like you yeah. said, you know, there's a lot of things that happen like this that may be down to senior management or, or other bits and pieces. But actually to know that everybody that works at Radar yeah. Healthcare has had an input into achieving this yeah. is it's even nicer, isn't it? Yeah, definitely. And it's not something, I mean, they're obviously very strict with the rules, not that we would have ever done that, but you know, there's no incentivization to say nice things. There's no punishment if you don't. It's completely, um, and we try to encourage that a lot internally anyway, in terms of anonymous feedback and people being really open and honest and, and giving us the feedback so we can continually improve. And so, yeah, to know that people have come forward and off their own back, said what they've said and you know that you know it's not all positive of course and to be totally transparent about that we've got areas for improvement as every business does um but to me that makes it even more um special that people also feel they're in an environment where they can give that feedback for improvement as well and even despite all of that yeah we've we've got a really great score um yeah so really pleased (laughs) no it is it's brilliant so what what are the benefits of it what does it mean for the business what does it mean for the people what does it mean for I don't know potentially people that want to work with us so um I guess I touched on that a little bit but just to expand a bit further we are really proud of our culture here internally at Radar Healthcare and like I say we ask for a lot of feedback internally and it's something that people um yeah they once a lot of our team members once they've joined they don't want to leave because they do feel a sense of belonging they love who they work with we've got really great teams across the business um but sometimes it's hard to showcase that externally so i think any job seeker anyone that's looking for the next role you it's just kind of the nature of the beast you have to take a bit of a risk you can't always lift the lid on a culture and you know sometimes you, you get the feel from the recruitment process from what you see online from you know maybe speaking to other employees but you've got to take that risk and join and I think anything that can strengthen you know that we can portray that message that we get a lot internally externally and like I say from employees not from me who's like trying to recruit or the line (laughs) managers or whoever it might be it just really helps with kind of our recruitment and retention you know we want to keep our amazing people and we want them to feel proud to work um where they work but also when we do look to grow in the future we want to be able to bring in the best people to join us on this as well and not only that we also we ask for a lot of feedback internally so we do two big surveys per year um where we ask for really in-depth feedback and we also do monthly pulse surveys so we're asking kind of really quick fires like feedback so we can be agile and um respond 
quickly to things that might arise, give people that constant opportunity to give the feedback. But the good thing about doing it with great place to work externally as well is that we've also been able to benchmark against other similar organizations so organizations of our size organizations in our industry um and to see kind of on each individual section where we sit you know where are we above average where are we average where are we below average that you know compared to just all the businesses but also those top 100 as well um which is really really good insight i think for us to again keep improving yeah, definitely. And culture is so important now as well. You know, when you, you know, when people are looking for new roles and yeah. things like that, it's it's one of, the, I think, the top things that people look for because yeah. actually being happy at work and, you know, sort of all working together towards the goals and stuff like that is actually, it's really important to people and it's quite fulfilling, isn't it? Yeah, definitely. I think I said this actually in the last um podcast the last is if I do them all the time <laughs> my one and only podcast but yeah it was very based on culture of course um and yeah I strongly believe that we are we're ev- we're all humans before we're employees so we're parents or we're sons or daughters or we're sisters or brothers or we're friends or you know carers we've got loads of stuff going on outside of work but the nature of how society is set up is we all spend a lot of time at work and it's so important. I've seen, and I'm probably you have and probably the listeners have, I've seen friends or family completely change in like their just enjoyment of life, their mental health levels, their well-being, because of a and it's not a bad salary, it's not a bad job, like the role, it's the culture or it's the manager or it's the environment they're in. And it's so important that, yeah, as an employer, we get that right because otherwise you know, without our people, we don't have, we don't have radar healthcare. Like it's, we're very people first. Yeah. So. I, I've got personal experience of that from yeah. a long time ago. Um, and yeah, it does. It, it massively affects everything about your life yeah. outside of work as well. So yeah. I think it, it makes it even more important in that, Definitely. in that sense. Yeah. So we've touched on the fact that we've placed in tech specifically, um, yeah. which is, was an even, you know, a lovely added bonus almost of great place to work. Um, and we know in tech, you know, its ability to adapt quickly to the constantly moving goalposts is something that's really important. You know, we're a tech company um, and we know that things evolve all the time really, really quickly. So how do we help our employees to kind of react to that stuff? And what are the benefits to our, what benefits does that bring to our customers? So, yes, yeah, so I think this is something actually that... Um, is quite topical today because as you know <laughs> we've actually just been on our monthly all hands call this morning um which literally just finished and I think we both jumped in the car and came <laughs> over here um but yeah what we're trying to put a big focus on at the moment is is training and really equipping our team so we've got you know we've got a fantastic product training team in place and some fantastic e-learning and, and things like that but what we've kind of noticed again opportunities for improvement is we want to really equip and invest in our people to be experts in um in our product in our customers, in our industry, in our company, in our processes. Um, Yeah, we want to really, really support with that. So that's something that's a big focus at the moment. But aside from that as well is just continually you know we invest in our people to do their external training as well so everybody gets a budget of a thousand pounds per year to go and spend and you know there's certain parameters around it in terms of we do need it to be kind of specific to your role or your goals but apart outside of that it's very employee-led so we want to see what people are passionate about you know we're going to get the most out of them for investing in them to to further that skill and to further skills that are going to help with their career progression um but yeah i think we are we're an agile business and yes we're getting bigger um 
and we're getting more processes in place and all the great things that come with that but we are an agile business and we have to make sure that we're allowing our our employees the flexibility to adapt and to to grow with the business and to um yeah and to keep keep changing so I think that's that's really important for our customers as well from that point of view because actually you know you think about great place to wear being certified um actually by investing in our employees and by making them the best that you know the best they can be with their job then our customers are going to get the best mm-hmm. service they can possibly get and also like our partnerships as well so yeah. you know people that we work with um you know that actually they know they're working with a company that really invest in this sort of yeah. training and, and whatever else it might be but it, I think it has a really positive impact on that side of things as well. Yeah, exactly. And I think it, it kind of ties into what we're always trying to achieve here internally and externally at Radar Healthcare is we really want to live our values. And, you know, we are we are customer-focused um, business and we want to make sure that the... Like from my point of view, the interactions we have internally and I know that anybody joining this business is going to have a good employee experience as long as we're doing all the things we need to do and we're working together to get there and we want that for our customers as well and just yeah having being able to um yeah be as as knowledgeable as passionate um investing in our people to have all of that to hand is only going to impact positively impact everyone they come into contact with so that's yeah, the plan. <laughs> without a doubt. Um, so you're really keen to make, you know, to create a workplace where employees can can thrive at Radar Healthcare. And we've already done, you know, you've already done so much as well to kind of since since coming into the role 18 months ago. Um, what have you got planned to ensure that we can continue with this? So lots, <laughs> there's always <laughs> lots going on. Um, and again, going back to the previous question, it's kind of, it's always slightly adapting as well, depending on because we're, you know, our products evolving all the time, our customer base is evolving and our priorities are. But yeah, we've got um, lots in the pipeline. So I'm actually um, working closely with someone from your team at the moment, aren't I? So Becca, who's got a real passion and, and knowledge and skills in internal communication. So she's in the marketing team, but yeah, a real desire to to progress in internal comms as well. So she's working with me for one day per week and she's been absolutely brilliant in setting up a lot of, um, processes and mechanisms for again to bring people together and to get this communication part um, just it, just continually improving it especially as we work predominantly remotely we are a hybrid business um, we've got other things so you know since being in place we've we've implemented systems and, and all things like that um, but things like handbooks are like having a an employee guide where you literally as an employee you know where to go to find those questions that just just supporting people with with the basics we've got some really exciting things coming out there um we're getting people together more regularly now because we're finding that's having a really positive impact and that is you know the one thing that we we miss with having a hybrid culture there's so many benefits and it's something that scores so highly in our surveys that people love the flexibility they have they love the autonomy the trust but also there's no denying that with that you know you miss out on those conversations at the the coffee machine or you know you miss out on just some of that relationship building or just that quick fire question answering so we're trying to really work out okay how can we um, how can we have the best of both worlds? What else can we put in place? And we have, you know, like monthly all hands, like I mentioned, we've just been on that call this morning. Um, we have like weekly brew breaks. We're looking into weekly lunch and learns, things like that. How can we get people together and make sure that 
they are in the right environments to ask the questions and yet yeah, to continue to thrive and to, to grow with us alongside all the other bread and butter HR things around, you know, goal setting <laughs> and investing in people's career development. So yeah, there's lots, lots has been done. There's lots to do still. Um, but yeah, all, all good stuff. And the great thing about Radar Healthcare is that there just seems to be such an appetite across the business for, for it all. People are just chomping at the bit to get involved and which is, it's just great. It's not always, um, yeah, I don't take it for granted because it's not always <laughs> the case in every organization. So, yeah, I think you're right, though, because, you know, we are a hybrid. We have got a hybrid working model in place. And like I said, you know, everybody loves the fact that we've got that and it's fantastic. Um, but it, it can kind of it does bring its challenges, I guess, to make sure people can work together. You know, yeah. teamwork is such a big part of um, a great place to work and things like that as well. Um, so I think actually having those sorts of things, you know, you've mentioned the socials, which we, mm-hmm. we all know we, we love. Yeah. Um, and I think, you know, we've got, you know um our new office and things like that as well so there's actually like i think what's really good from an employee point of view is actually there's lots of encouragement to get together and you know it might not be that everybody goes in all together but actually you get quite a lot of people from different teams that may go into the office at the same time and um i think the fact that that's encouraged is is really positive yeah i think yeah because you have everybody's different aren't they like i said we're all humans first and some people want loads of that some people don't want a lot of it but that's kind of the model we've tried to adapt is and it's something that is is really I think appreciated by the people across radar is that um it's yeah there's flexibility there but then there is also that expectation of okay we are gonna invest here and and put on a big social or we're gonna um bring everyone together for like a company workshop day we also then, you know, encourage and really kind of expect people to come in and, and get involved in that. And we try to make these things as inclusive as possible. And we've probably got work to do there still as well of how we can continually adapt our get togethers and make sure that those people that may be more introverted, for example, or, you know, how we can make it a really comfortable space for everybody. Um, but yeah, the feedback so far is that people do feel really, you know, it's it's nice to be in the room with everyone and be a part of it and yeah, be part of the the buzz and the and the idea sharing and stuff like that i think as well with where we've got our office it's within mm-hmm. like a shared working space um yeah. and there's lots of obviously breakout areas and things like that that you know you might yeah. go and sit and have a little meeting and actually there's somebody from a completely different business that's sat next yeah. to you and they also encourage like lots of things mm. outside of work yeah. like our little socials or you know drinks on the rooftop bar or whatever it might be um and you know even little things like sometimes during the day they'll have you know the other week they had like you know everybody bring your dogs in and yeah. it's there's lots of things i think that happen as well amongst from a wider point of view so i think even you know picking that particular building that our office is mm-hmm. in is it all sort of contributes to the culture that was already yeah. good but it just like elevates it a little bit yeah do you know what? i think we really fell on our feet with that because it wasn't um a planned move it was a <laughs> an unforeseen change which is the building we were in it was out of everybody's control and it was it all happened quite quickly so it was a little bit stressful <laughs> um but i think i'm so glad it's happened now and we i mean i think we had like one month before christmas to turn it all around in um but we just knew when we walked into our new place it just we just felt more at home it felt more aligned with um yeah what we're trying to achieve as a as a culture and also on those opportunities where we do get together we want people to come in and and have that social aspect as well because when you're working remotely you don't get to go for lunch with people you don't get to have a drink after work or have a coffee or whatever um so 
yeah, I feel we have really fallen on our feet with having a workspace that we've got a lovely workspace where you can get your head down and work, but we've also got stuff outside of that where you can be a bit social and, and enjoy enjoy Leeds City Centre as well. It's a really nice place to be. I love going in. I go in once or twice a week now. Um, and I'd never worked in Leeds Centre before and I didn't, I don't know, I wasn't that fussed about it, but now I, I really enjoy it. It's nice to get out and about and just be around people and the, yeah, the buzz of a city. I agree. It just cost me a fortune. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, with me with food, yeah, coffee. Yeah, that is the one drawback. Um, you mentioned as well, um, obviously, brew break drop-ins. Yeah. What can you just tell us what what they are? Yeah. So that came about um, just off the back of again off of these conversations of we have our meetings where we get together and obviously, and I say all of this, that people work kind of hybrid, our team, our individual teams get together quite a lot as well, like either virtually or face to face. But I kind of, I think a gap that we've got and something we're still trying to work on is how do we, how do we build those relationships and that rapport, you know, just somebody from the development team and somebody from marketing that might not necessarily have gone into the office together on the same, on the same day, or, you know, might not necessarily have spoken um, had a need really to speak to each other yet. Um, so how can we just create a, a space where people can yeah, drop in and also on a wellbeing perspective as well, because it can be quite lonely and isolating some days, depending on what's going on at home. Um, so yeah, we we alternate them between a Tuesday and Wednesday and they're completely optional. So some weeks we get nobody turn up, some weeks we get a few people. Um, and yeah, it's just literally 30 minutes in the diary. It's in everyone's diary. Drop in, take your cup of tea, your cup of, tea, your cup of coffee and just chat about the weather, about what you're going on holiday <laughs> or work-related stuff if you want to. Um, but yeah, I think some people get involved, some yeah. people don't, but there's probably more things we can explore on that front as well just to just provide the... I think this is a big thing in, in my role in general is... I think I've said this four times, but everybody is different. And some people will be really comfortable to put their hand up and say, do you know what, I'm really struggling or I need help with this or things are really bad at home. Some people won't and that's fine. And there's no, you know, people don't have to share that inside the workplace. But the more kind of doors we can leave open in different capacities, I think just enables that person that might be a little less forthcoming with things just to be provided that opportunity to speak to someone if they need it. Hopefully they don't, but if they do. Yeah. I think that's what's really good though about the brew breaks, um, which is why I thought it was worth just kind of delving into it a little bit more because it is something a little bit different. And I think it does depend on kind of what situation you are in at home. You know, mm -hmm. it might be different for someone that, you know, has got a family or a partner yeah. or anything else. But if you live on your own yeah. and you work from home as well, there is that lack of social interaction. So actually having that half an hour in your diary where you know you can go and just have a little chat to someone, whether it is about the weather or, yeah. you know, whatever's going on, um, I think it can make a big difference. And I think yeah. when you mentioned about that well-being part of it, you know, that is the bit that I think, you know, when everyone did get thrown into lockdown yeah. and, and working from home, like you know, which a lot of people didn't, that that was the thing that a lot of people did miss. So I yeah. think it's, I think what's really good about all these different options that we have is like you said, everyone is different everyone works differently everyone has different roles and different pressures on them in their roles mm. so actually by having lots of options of communication yeah. channels or places that people do feel those safe spaces that people do feel that they can drop into um i think is really great because yeah. you won't get everybody that comes to everything which that's not what they're there for they're not to yeah. expect everyone to come to everything but they are there to give somebody the chance to go well i don't really fancy going to that bit or i'm not really social and don't want a big night out but actually mm. I love those brew breaks that you do every 
yeah. every week. Um, so I think that's a really important thing that we've put in place. Yeah, I think, yeah, like you say, it's you can take it or leave mm. it, but at least it's there for those, yeah, just just if and when. And yeah. it might be different week on week. Sometimes you might really exactly. value it. Sometimes you yeah. might, yeah, you know, you might have so many other things going on that it doesn't even cross your mind. But yeah, I think you're right. Just having those things in place, it just provides options, doesn't it? Definitely. Um, so obviously we've talked about feedback, we've talked about surveys, obviously the great place to work. Um, so what's like, what feedback's really excited you when you've looked back at what employees have said about Radar Healthcare? Like, has, there, has there been anything that's really stood out that's sort of really surprised or excited you in particular? Um, I don't know if this sounds really cliche, <laughs> but I, I love reading through our surveys um and like i say i'm not that's not me trying to say that it's all sunshine and rainbows we get really good constructive um, feedback and criticism in there as well about things that we could be doing better and things that you know we can be working on and i think any business would be fooling themselves i might be wrong there might be some unicorns out there but any business would be fooling themselves to think they've got it absolutely perfect because i think that's the nature and that's the exciting thing about culture is that it's not a static thing that you just say oh we've got our culture nailed and that's it we can just put our feet up. It's continually moving, continually evolving, um, and you need to really nurture it and protect it um, because all it takes is the wrong hire or or the, bad, the wrong treatment of somebody within your team for it to really, yeah, for it to really go downhill. So, but going back to the original question, I, I love reading through our service. We get so much really great feedback about... Um, all the things that like that speak to me not as a, a people and culture professional but as an employee like things that I would look for and if I you know if you could lift the lid under a potential employer and actually see these things and hear these things you'd be so reassured because people just really feel a sense of belonging they really feel a sense of respect and admiration of of the people they work with so there's a real it's just such a good team feel amongst the teams um across the teams although like i say that's an area we're working on of, of bringing our teams together a little bit more and especially for the newer people joining the business that maybe haven't had that many face-to-face opportunities but yeah there's just such a great respect and there's such a passion across the business as well for for what what we do and what our product does for the for our customers um it's a it's nice to work somewhere where the net kind of impact of what you do day to day is is really positive um but also that that people are really excited about that and they, they want to keep improving and keep driving it forward um yeah so there's loads of really good feedback and then like i say there's also the areas where people are really honest and they come back and say this could be better we need to work on this this hasn't been looked at and with that I also get a sense of pride that, not pride, I don't know if pride's the right word, but I don't take for granted that people also feel open, you know, people do feel open and, and safe to give this feedback. Because um, I know from, again, from personal experience and from friends and family that they wouldn't even dare put certain things on this survey because they're worried that their manager would know they've said X, Y, and Z. And Maybe there are elements of that across the business. I hope not, but we do get so much of both that, um, that yeah. And the fact that people participate as well, that's actually a, a a really good indication of engagement because if you're totally switched off and you're just not bothered anymore and you one foot out the door, you don't even fill out these things. So yeah, there's loads of really great things in there. 
I think that's participation is is one of the hardest things I think to yeah. to get people to especially yeah. when they're busy and things like that. So again, I think it does show that people want to yeah. you know tell you their opinions. Yeah. And you're absolutely right. You know, if we were just getting constantly amazing feedback, you'd be like, it would almost red flag it in yeah. the other sense of what are people scared to say? Yeah, there's because we want to create like a psychologically safe environment where people can, and obviously. It is anonymous, so it should be a little bit safer anyway. But um, but yeah, where people can share that feedback and share it to their line managers and people internally as well. Um, but yeah, I think um, having like, because we also do a monthly like employee NPS score as well. So getting that feel is something that we track with our customers. It's something that's really important to us, our customer experience and making sure that um, yeah, we've got promoters, people that love the product, but we've bought that internally now as well. So we're we're working out okay, who's a promoter, who's the one that's going out and actually telling their friends and family, oh, and we get a lot of actually referrals from employees, which is really <laughs> nice to see, but who's actually going out there and saying, I work for a great company, like come and join us, or who just isn't, who's passive, who's not really saying anything either way, and then who's detracting from it. That's been really powerful as well. And having that month on month so we can literally say, oh, has there been a dip or there's been an increase? Why? That ties back to something we've just done or something we've rolled out. Um, Yeah, it's really helpful. I think there is a really strong support sort of side of it as well. Um, So one thing, and I think that this is at all levels. So one thing Mm -hmm. I certainly found when I got promoted onto SMT was the amount of people within SMT that reached out and sort of checked I was okay within the first few weeks Mm -hmm. and, you know, sort of lent me their ear and was like, right, if you ever want to chat about anything or, you know, and, you know, it wasn't, I wouldn't have thought anything of it had they not done it. Yeah. But actually the fact that just their natural reaction is to just almost check in was a a really positive thing for somebody new going into that that sort of area of the business as well. And I think that's like just a fantastic example of the things that you can't really record Mm. and the things that we can't sit and make a note of every single thing. (laughs) But that that's they're the powerful moments that create that feeling of belonging, aren't they? And that feeling of safety or feeling of, like I say, that that really high level of respect and and admiration and people like working with each other because of those little things that they're not prescribed no one's getting a a nudge saying go in and check on that person it's just within people's nature and and we recruit for those kind of people as well because like I say we want to nurture and grow this culture but we want to protect it at all costs as well and they're the kind of people that really thrive in in radar healthcare. I think that's the other thing they're going back to the culture bit and, and recruitment as well I think there's a, there is an element now that people do recruit based on kind of their values and mm. their fit and things like that. Um, because you, a lot of that you can teach skills. Obviously, people mm. need to have the skills yeah, yeah. for the job role that they're going for. But you can teach people to build on certain skills and, you know, that side of things. But it's much more difficult to to teach someone values or to because that's a natural thing yeah nor would you want to so this is something I say in every interview or like discovery call or anything any recruitment process I'm involved in I will always say this is really important to us this is why I'm involved in the process our cult you know everything that I've kind of talked about today but this is super important to us this is why I want to go through some of these questions with you to see kind of are you aligned but it's also really important for you because if they're not aligned with our values, that doesn't make them wrong and us right or vice versa. Um, But it just means it's not going to be a good fit. And, you know, we don't want to bring someone in and try and change who they are as a person. We just want people to join us that, you know, we're not 
I'm not saying we recruit the same type of person because we've got a real like variety of different people in the business, but we've all got that common, um, just, yeah, the common value set and the common kind of shared mission and things like that. So, um, so yeah, I think it's really important in, in that recruitment piece. Cause like I said earlier, all it takes is one, I say bad hire, but one, someone that joins the company that's really, um, feels strongly another way and, and how that can spread quite quickly, um, and have a negative impact on kind of where we're, we're trying to get to. So, yeah. I mean, that might be one of the next things might link into something that yeah. I'm just going to ask about. So what about, so what would be your top tips, your top three tips mm. for, you know, maybe a company that is looking to improve their culture or maybe they haven't got, you know, people and culture person in place or anything yeah. like that. What are the top sort of three things you would say that are sort of simple enough that they could start and start and look at? Um, that's a really good question. So my top one will always be ask for feedback. There's no point drive trying to drive a culture. You've got to lead by example and you know the leaders and the business and the managers and the people that are um setting the strategy and things like that yes they have to lead by example but there's no point one person at the top or I say at the top or one person in management or whoever saying this is what our culture is going to be let's go you need to get your feedback from the people that are in the business from the, the fabric of the business the people that are dealing with customers the people that are building the product the people that just all of your people every single opinion is so important so the more feedback you can gather the better and if you're at a starting point with that of working out okay maybe if you're having this conversation maybe it's the case that you've noticed there's areas for improvement or nothing's really been formalized I don't know but get the feedback and start from there um, a second thing I'd say is when you say about kind of not having a people and culture person or department in place that is one thing that I count my lucky stars for with this job is that um, there was no HR department, people and culture department in place before. And that was part of what attracted me to the role as well, because I wanted the challenge of going in, starting from the ground up, etc. But I walked into this business on day one with there was already a fantastic culture. And that is because of so many people across the business, it's because of Paul and Lee, the founders who have been there, you know, they'd been there for eight years before they um, bought in a, a people team. Um, but the other people that have been there, you know, all along building that product from scratch, the people that have joined along the way, they organically grew that culture, maybe not even necessarily so consciously, just by who they are and how they deal with things and how they treat people. They they organically grew a, a people co- first culture without actually having someone dedicated to looking <laughs> after it and setting a strategy for that. So that's really important as well. So I think you need to kind of have a look at how how you know how are you showing up how are you showing up for your people in in your work operations and you're training people what does that look like because all it takes is you know the wrong message there or or the wrong kind of example being set um and third hmm. <laughs> i think there's, there's just so much it's such a multifaceted thing isn't there um i would say going back to the feedback thing obviously ask for your feedback but then i think the really key thing that is important is then acting on the feedback because I think that can be missed and sometimes that's because there's so many there's so much feedback and you can only focus on so much at once and you've got to prioritize but I have been in previous businesses or you know I've, I've I have previous experience again from colleagues friends family that these things like when they get asked for feedback and these surveys become a bit of a, a joke because they put in all their, you know, their war and peace about how they're feeling and and then kind of it gets put in a drawer and nothing happens. So um, 
so yeah making sure you're using the feedback using the data that you get into your advantage and and something that so we've only recently like i said i've been in place for 18 months so we've been doing surveys i think there might have been surveys before that but maybe not super regularly um but something i've tied in the surveys with is making sure we get the results back of those a month or so before we have our full company get togethers so the plan is to always include a session in there about okay this is what you said this time this is what we've improved since last time this is what has has been identified so we can um yeah show that kind of commitment to listening and and acting on it it's something Paul and Lee feel really passionate about as well isn't it yeah I mean that that for me is absolutely essential as you know as someone who fills that stuff in like you said we've all probably been in places where Mm. people go oh yeah fill this in do this but if you can't ever see it being acted on or even just shared Mm -hmm. then there is you sort of there is a lack of engagement then yeah and once there's a lack of engagement then people won't participate and therefore it's like that sort of snowball effect isn't it so it going back to your point earlier about actually these things can unravel so quickly like a little ball of thread almost yeah that by just putting those little things in place at the beginning yeah make a massive difference yeah definitely so hannah you've been on the podcast before so we normally end with a what the health tech moment but I'm going to ask you something a little bit differently instead of your what the health tech moment. So (laughs) what's the one thing you feel most proud of as head of people and culture at Radar Healthcare? Um, This is going to sound super cliche, (laughs) but it's the people and the culture, but I have to pick one. It's the people. And like I say, that's when I say proud of, it's nothing that I've specifically done, Like, but I'm just proud to work somewhere and to be part of the people and culture department of a company full of such, like I say, passionate caring driven um interesting knowledgeable people that all really work together as well and I don't take that for granted at all um because a big part of my role is um is being able to influence people or or bring people along on the things that we want to put in place and and as we as we grow and we continue to put in place having such a great bunch of of people to work with is just is great I, I yeah I love working here and I think it's um and like I say that could change and it's it's in my it's my remit to protect it at all costs <laughs> and make sure that our people feel that way about the company so it's not one way that we think oh we've, we're employing some really fantastic people here and we want them to stay forever we want them to feel oh I work at a really great company and I want to stay I know it's not maybe realistic to stay forever but you know to retain them for as long as we can and and in an ideal situation, the only time that they're going to move on is because we've developed them and, and set them up for that next stage of the career that maybe we can't provide at this stage or maybe that, you know, something in their life changes that's out of our control, family, things like that. But we want to really nurture our people and, yeah, make sure that employment experience is just positive, even if it gets to the point of the end of employment, that that's super positive as well. So people walk away thinking, I'll, I'd go back there. So yeah, I'm really proud to work here. <laughs> I think as well, like working in healthcare, you know, we see people that are passionate every day yeah. um, in, in healthcare and how much people genuinely do want to make a difference. You know, yeah. we've, we've talked on the podcast numerous times before about, you know, carers and it being a vocation and yeah. they're doing it because they genuinely want to go and care for, for people. Um, so I think as well, kind of having that, What's so lovely about this is, and the things we've chatted about today is that as much as we see it in healthcare, 
this is applicable to any business mm-hmm. in any sector um, yeah. and anyone can kind of start and put these little things in place that could make a really big difference for the people that work for them yeah. and with them. Yeah. And I just think it's one of the most important things to get right. I know I would say that, because it's, <laughs> but it is like if you could have the best product in the world, you could have the best hospital in the world, the most lovely, modern, you know, but if if you haven't got the people there, then you don't have, yeah, yeah. I think every culture should be people first, but I'd probably be in the wrong job <laughs> if, I, if I didn't think that. So, but yeah. I think that's the perfect way to, to end as well. I think we've covered so much today. So thank you so much for, for joining us. I think there's so much that people can take away from, from today's episodes. It's been fab. It's fab um, for me. And thank you to everybody else for listening. Um, Join us in a couple of weeks for another brand new episode. And in the meantime, if you've got any questions for us or our guests, um, please email whatthehealthtech at radarhealthcare.com. Listener.